0: No form of medicine is so dramatic and so mysterious as the art of the surgeon. Surgery has not changed a great deal since Hippocrates laid down the basic principles. Life is short and art is long. The crisis fleeting. Experiment risky. Decision difficult. Not only must the physician be ready to do his duty, but the patient and external circumstances must conduce to the cure. That's the crux of Dr. Matthew Bard's problem.
1: But what is an aneurysm? It's a blood vessel that is dilated, like an inner tube, for example. If the walls of the tube are weak enough, it swells out like a blister and eventually can explode. And if you operate now? I'm not pulling any punches. It's a 50-50 chance. And if you don't operate? There isn't any chance at all.
0: Our mystery drama, The Exploding Heart, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Bob Caliban. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Contact, the 12-hour code capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One.
2: Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Ah, you're probably sick of hearing that. But then, maybe not. In any case, let's get down to business. I'm Tony Randall, thank you. And I'm back again for Matus, the superb rosé and white wines that add dash to any holiday dish. Glazed ham, duck l'orange, smoked eel even. Or a partridge in a pear tree. Anyway, I bring glad tidings. Zesty Matus rosé and delectable white Matus have been graciously placed in special holiday gift cartons. Give each one separately. Or give them together in a beautiful, du- carton. Whichever way you choose to give them, you'll be giving friends the wines they choose to get. Remember, a gift is but a gift. But a gift of Matus is a gift of of matuse. Matus Rose and White Matus. Separately or together in holiday gift cartons. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby and Company, New York, New York. <laughs> you're a driver, if you're actually driving a car right now, consider this 55 miles per hour saves you gasoline and you know how much money that can cost you these days 55 miles an hour saves you other troubles you don't need like the worry about that car behind you with the flashing light on top it's after somebody else 55 also saves wear and tear on your car but even more important than any of those things 55 saves lives Since 1974, when this national speed limit began, driving 55 miles an hour has been the single biggest factor in reducing highway deaths by more than 36,000 people. That's a lot of lives. So check your speedometer frequently. And remember, 55 saves lives. One of them could be you.
1: A public service of this station, the U.S. Department of Transportation, and the Advertising Council.
0: 25 years ago, surgery had come a long way in its techniques from the time that Hippocrates formulated his famous oath. Not so far as today, or this story would never have been possible. In the year 1979, Dr. Matthew Bard is a towering figure in the field of surgery, In the early 1950s, he was just beginning to establish his name and his career as Chief of Surgical Services at Williams Memorial Hospital. It was there that the biggest crisis of his life arose, a crisis that was solved by him with supernatural help.
3: Dr. Bart, will Dr. Bart please contact? Well, that's your page, Matt. You want to get it? Oh, nothing vital, Dr. Harkness. What was it you wanted me for? nothing too vital either, depending on how seriously a fellow takes his game. I was wondering if we could get nine holes in before the light goes. <laughs> I'd love to. My golf is so rusty, I don't think I could break a hundred anymore. Well, we have kept you pretty busy the last six months. You owe it to yourself and your patients to take a little time off. Well, that's a pretty good offer coming from the chief of staff. The chief of staff knows a good thing when he's got one. I don't want any chance of my top surgeon falling apart on me. Look, I'd like to, sir, but uh, I'm afraid tonight is not the night. I have a big dinner date with a certain young lady. Well, that's an item, all right. If the wedding bells are in the offing, I hope you picked a local girl so you'll settle down here and we can keep you.
1: wedding bells are involved all right but uh not for me my sister kim tonight's the night i meet the guy who snared her
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's a lovely girl and she deserves the best who's the fella are you ready for this Jay Norton. Well, that's a distinguished family, all right? Uh huh. This hospital wouldn't be here if it weren't for Norton money. Or this town.
1: Norton Mills is what keeps it going. I just wish he wasn't so rich. Hmm? Who? Jay Norton. Kim's boyfriend. Why, do you have anything against money? No, except maybe that, uh, I've never had that much
3: so far, and it, uh, scares me when it comes in gobs. Don't you worry about young Jay Norton. I've met him once or twice. He's a big, good-looking fellow, and I'm sure he'll make your sister very happy. Give him my regards. I will, sir. And, uh... Don't
1: mind me. I'm just disgruntled that I'm in the way of losing my built-in housekeeper. Uh, what am I going to do without Kim? Why don't you find a girl of your
3: own? Now, that's easier said than done with my hours. Station One, paging Doctor Matthew Bard. Will the doctor pick up the yeah, I guess I'll let you get on with it. You better answer your phone. Station Maybe we can one, get some girlfriends this Board. weekend. I'll count on it. Station one,
1: please. Dr. Bard speaking.
4: Station one. There's James.
1: Matt here. What's on your mind, Jimmy?
4: Your sister was on the line, but she just hung up.
1: Any idea what she wanted?
4: I think just to be sure you hadn't forgotten an important dinner appointment tonight.
1: Would I do a thing like that?
4: Oh, you certainly would.
1: Jimmy, you're a bully.
4: Well, I only do it to those I like. Go on home now, Matt Bard.
1: You know, if you were five years younger, I'd marry you and take you home with me.
4: <laughs> do you know if I were, I might just take you up on that.
1: <sighs> I better do as you say, Jimmy. First I've got to check out this Jane Norton, and he'd better check out good. Hey, Kim. Your favorite cut is home.
4: Oh, funny man. You just keep me in stitches.
1: Oh, it comes in the family, sister.
4: Oh, I can hear my favorite brother. You
1: got to be. I'm the only one. Well, is the prospective bridegroom here yet? Mm-hmm. He's in the living room. Oh.
4: Come on in and meet him. And try to be nice.
1: When am I not? He's good enough for you. He's got to be good enough for me.
4: Well, he is. Here he is. And here I am, with my two favorite men in the world.
5: It's a pleasure to meet you, Doctor. For me, too. I've heard enough about you. I'll bet I've heard more about you. From the same source. Not just Kim. From lots of other people, including my father. Your father? Sure. He knows everything that goes on at William's memorial. It's his pet project. He thinks very highly of you. I'm flattered. You should be. He's a good man to have on your side. But don't ever let him get on the other side. He's a tough
4: old boy. Oh, I don't think Matt plans to ruffle his feathers, do you, Matt? <laughs> hmm? I mean, you don't have any bright notion of trying to stop Jay and me from getting married. Why should I? What's more to the point, how could I? <laughs> you are the head of the Bard household, aren't you? I'm going to leave you two alone while I check on dinner. Now, you get to know each other. You're both very important to me. <laughs>
5: Hi right, sister. Uh, a drink? Yeah, no, thanks. I want to keep my head
1: clear. But don't let me stop you. Oh, it isn't a surgeon's habit, generally. I'll wait for dinner. We'll have some wine. That suits me. Uh, doctor,
5: uh, can I make it Matt? Of course. Uh, this is a little awkward for both of us. Except it shouldn't be. Wherever Kim's and my
1: home is can be your home. Kim and you are... Headed for your own life first, and my part in it, I hope, will be substantial. But you too come first. I
5: love her very much, Matt. You better. I want to give her everything in the world. Oh, I think she's ready to settle for just you. If I'm good enough. Yeah, Matt, before we're married, I want to be checked out all the way. Checked out? Uh, how do you mean? Well, shouldn't I have a complete physical examination? What?
1: Have you had any problems? No, none I know of. I think I'm pretty healthy. Well, you look it. But if you want to, a complete workup isn't a bad idea, just to clear your mind. You want me to set up something at the hospital? I want to be honest.
5: My old man is rich. That doesn't mean I am. I have a job and prospects, don't get me wrong. I know I can provide for Kim. And one day I'll inherit the whole ball of wax. It's just, right now, I'm no big deal. Can you make Kim happy? I think so. The rest will work out. I still think a complete physical would be a good idea.
1: Okay, you got it. Who am I to hold up the course of true love? I'll set it up for tomorrow. Check in to outpatient tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock and uh, we'll put you through the works.
4: Here's your toast, Matt. Oh, I thought this was a morning off. You didn't tell me you were scheduled for
1: surgery. Oh, I'm not. I just want to get in early. Habit, I guess.
4: Oh, you work too hard, Matt. Here's some coffee. You, uh, like Jay, don't
1: you? What's not to like?
4: Matt? Yeah? He, he's coming in for a checkup, isn't
1: he? Sure. That's why I'm off early. Just wanted to make sure he'd uh, clear all the humps and move on through.
4: What do you mean, humps? You don't think there's anything wrong with Jay?
1: Why should there be anything wrong? Not from my point of view.
4: Well, you're the diagnostician.
1: Uh, correction, love. Uh, hand me the sugar, hmm? Oh, sh- I'm the fella. Fixes up what the fella you mentioned turns up wrong. Mm, here,
4: here's the sugar. What could turn up wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing,
1: baby. It's, uh... <laughs> what is this? Uh, it's just a routine checkup. <laughs> oh, not
4: when it's my fella.
1: Oh, what's the difference? Unless you expect something to turn up wrong. Oh, no.
4: Nothing like that. I guess I, I just keep thinking about mom and dad.
1: I thought we'd finally lock that away.
4: I try to. But it isn't easy. Both of them within six months. Why, Matt? Why is there a disease that takes away without reason?
1: You know I can't answer that.
4: It's why you became a doctor.
1: Maybe. For all the lives I save, I I still have to deal with mortality. I couldn't have saved Mom and Dad.
4: Oh, I know. Just, just every now and then it sweeps over me. Only, promise me, please, you won't find anything wrong with Jay.
1: Oh, come on, sis. A big muscle man like Jay. I wish I could see myself that healthy.
4: Why? Well, what's the matter with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, nothing. A, a little early middle-aged flab beneath the rib cage. Now, come on, Cassandra. Stop singing the blues. Dr. Bond, please contact your
4: office if available. This is Station One calling Dr. Matthew Bond. Please contact your office as soon as available. What is it, Jimmy? Sorry to put you on page. The Dr. Schultz thought you ought to see these as soon as possible. See what? Chest x-rays he took on Mr. Norton. Jay? Your brother-in-law, about to be. What's wrong? He has a report with them, but he thought maybe you ought to view them on the scanner yourself.
1: Okay, Jimmy. Set them up while I read his diagnosis. Will do.
4: They're ready for viewing, Doctor.
1: I don't want to look at them.
4: They're that bad, then?
1: Can't you read them for yourself, Jimmy? You see this dark mass here between the lungs? Mm -hmm. That's an aortic aneurysm, big as a grapefruit, just waiting to explode.
4: You'll have to operate?
1: I can't. It's inoperable under present techniques. But if it ruptured, the man could die. Any minute, any hour, any day, any year. But he could keep on living with that. It's possible.
4: And not be aware of his condition.
1: It varies. He might have chest pain or referred pain or no pain at all. Do you tell him? What do you do? Well, he's the man my sister plans to marry. Do I have any choice?
4: How long can he live with this condition? How long has he lived already with it? You've answered my question. Now I'll answer yours. I think you do have a choice. What? If you don't tell the patient, you can't tell your sister. If you tell one, you have to tell the other. But that would wreck the marriage. It doesn't seem to have much chance either way you look at it. Does it, Doctor? Doctor.
0: us at various times face the decision whether to pass on bad news or to keep it to ourselves. The physician is no different, except in his case, the decision is almost always an overwhelming one, which can affect not only his patient, but the lives of everyone around him. Dr. Matthew Bard faces such a decision now, and beyond it, an even more tremendous one. I shall return shortly with Act 2.
6: Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas from your
7: Kmart Christmas store. You know, Christmas is one of the most dangerous times of the year for home fires. So now's the time to give your family the gift of safety with the new First Alert smoke detector with escape light. Unlike other smoke detectors that warn you by sound only, the new First Alert has a bright, built-in escape light that turns on when the alarm sounds. So it not only warns you, it lights your way to safety. And this is important in case of a power failure during a dangerous night fire. The First Alert Smoke Detector with Escape Light is easy to install and comes with two replaceable 9-volt batteries. So protect yourself this holiday season and all year long by installing a First Alert Smoke Detector with new Escape Light from Kmart. Christmas
4: changed, Bernard. You're not the man I married.
2: What do you mean, Francie?
4: Remember the way you were. Vulnerable. You made mistakes. But now, look. You're confident. Everything you do turns out right. It's that book you sent away for...
7: It's just a catalog Mm. from the Consumer Information Center. It lists more than 200 federal
0: publications
7: you can send for on building, fixing, eating... Buying, selling, working, playing, living... And more than half of them are free. Yes, Francine, the man you married is gone
4: for good. Mm. All right, Bernard. But would you make just one more mistake for old
7: time's sake? All right. For you, I'll just replace that window glass like I used to. Whatever you do, learn to do it better. Send for your free catalog. Just write Consumer Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado 81009. Francine, send for that publication on first aid. What was that address? Pueblo, Colorado 81009.
0: A miserable evening for Dr. Matthew Bard. Fortunately, he has not had to face Jay Norton since he wasn't directly involved in the physical examination, nor has he had to face his sister Kim since some emergency procedures have kept him at the hospital. and by the time he has gotten home, Jay and Kim are out for the evening. So we find Matt at this moment brooding in a chair by the fireplace looking up at the full-length portrait of his father.
1: So, what do I do, Dad? If I tell Jay the truth, the boy will never marry Kim. That washes that up and breaks her heart. And if I tell her, I know Kim. She'll marry him just the same. But what chance does a marriage have when it begins knowing one partner is sentenced to death? And if I don't tell her, her heart is going to be broken anyway, sooner or later. More likely sooner.
6: So what do I do? Well,
1: they're home. Do I bite the bullet or not? And which bullet do I bite?
4: You want to come in, Jay?
1: I guess not,
5: Kim. It's late and I have a big day tomorrow. Hmm.
4: The big day for me was today, Jay. Oh, it's so wonderful to know you have a clean bill of health.
5: What did you expect me to come up with?
4: I didn't expect you to come up with anything else. But when you love someone as much as I do you, you just can't help being scared. I'd, I'd just die if I lost you. Hey, hey, what's with the tears? Oh, they're just thankfulness. Because I'm, I'm so lucky to have you. Oh,
5: turn that around, baby. I'm the lucky one.
4: Oh, I love you, Jay. I want to love you for a hundred years.
5: As long as you're around, count on me. Good night, darling. Good night, Jay. I love you. I love you.
4: Bad. I thought you'd gone to bed and left a light on in here.
1: No, I um uh, I just got back from the hospital.
4: Oh, you must be tired. I'm glad I didn't ask Jay and Yeah, I'm glad you didn't too. Why? Something wrong? No. No, what could be
1: wrong? It's it's just that I'm so tired. I <laughs> I'd have been yawning in his face.
4: Matt, you don't look well. Are you all right?
1: Of course, I'm fine.
4: Well, you you work too hard.
1: It's my life.
4: I wish you could find someone to give you the kind of life you're missing.
1: Oh, I'll find her, whoever she is, one of these days.
4: Oh, Matt, I'm so lucky. Jay's really a terrific guy. Y- you do like him, don't you? Of course. I can't wait to have children. Big, healthy hunks like him. I-, I bet he's the healthiest specimen your old clinic has seen in a long time.
1: Uh, I didn't examine Jay, you know.
4: But you know, they gave him a clean bill.
1: So I understand.
4: <laughs> you know, it's silly of me. Now, what could be wrong with a big lummox like Jay? <laughs> but I swear, I- I worried all day long till he phoned me with the good news.
1: You you shouldn't go borrowing trouble, kid.
4: I can't help it, Matt. Ever since Mom and Pop... I mean, it was bad enough the way it happened to Mom so fast. But six months later to have that lousy, creeping thing hit Pop... Oh, look at him. I hate that painting of him. Why? Because he looks so alive. As if he were ready to step right out of the frame... But he isn't. And he won't be here to give me away the way I always
1: wanted. Easy, sis. Come on, easy, honey.
4: That's what made me so afraid about Jay. I thought Mom and Pop were indestructible. And all of a sudden, poof, just like that, they were gone. Nothing
1: we can do about it yet. Now, don't think Mom and Dad didn't zonk me out. It's it's almost worse being a doctor, a surgeon. I wanted to cut the malignancy out for them, but there was nothing I could do.
4: I only hope in my whole life nothing like that can ever happen again. I don't think I can take it.
1: Hey, hey, easy does it.
4: <laughs> okay. The vapors are blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put you through anything like this again. And I, I didn't mean it about Dad's portrait. I mean hating it. I meant the other though. He does look alive.
1: I wish he were. I could use his help right now.
4: For what?
1: Oh, just a, just a case I have. I, I can't think of anyone who might be better able to give me the right answer. Dad
4: was that good a surgeon?
1: The best. They never came any better.
4: He was the same kind of father. Oh. oh. I don't know where that came from.
1: Well, that comes from being completely relaxed and happy and ready for bed. Good night, Kim. Mm. Sleep well.
4: What about you? Are you going to turn in too?
1: Oh, not for a while.
4: Well, you need the rest more than I do.
1: I don't think I can sleep. Have you a little problem gnawing at me?
4: Anything I can help solve?
1: No, 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 no. No, you can't help me with this one, huh?
4: Okay, big brother. Good night.
1: Oh, oh. What is it? Oh,
4: I, I was looking at Dad's portrait, and I could swear I saw him move.
1: Trick of the firelight. Now, come on. Get on to bed before oh. you start dreaming on your feet.
4: <laughs> this time for good. Mm
1: so I didn't tell her. Is that the answer? Or am I just putting it off? Oh, Lord, help me. What am I supposed to do? What's the right thing to do?
3: Well, Matt, the first thing I'd recommend is to get your face out of your hands. Father? Dad? Don't look to the picture. I'm sitting here. In the chair, opposite you.
1: The way we used to sit. So many evenings.
3: To hash out problems medical or otherwise? Yes. Want to hash this one out?
1: Oh, you know it. I need you to find an answer.
3: Then let's consider the options. I have. They're all hopeless. Are they? It is an aneurysm? Oh, yes. A true one. Not dissecting? No. Pulsating. In the thoracic chamber? No. Peritoneal. In the stomach. Ah, tricky to get at behind the stomach. Yes. It hasn't ruptured?
1: No. But it will. Soon.
3: It's fulminating. And it will kill the young man. Not a shadow of a doubt. Then the answer is clear? If you tell Kim, you break her heart. Tell the young man, you break up the marriage. And break my sister's heart anyway. Yes. Tell them both and you're no better off. Keep silence. And the boy is dead before he gets to be 27 years old.
1: Well, that's the dilemma. And there's no good answer. Except that... If I don't say anything, they have happiness for whatever little time is left.
3: You could give them happiness for the rest of their lives. Good long ones. How? Operate. You know it's inoperable. Is it? Why? Because...
1: because... Oh, you know why... We've discussed it often enough in the past. The grafts are too sophisticated for us. We have no adequate prosthesis.
3: You and I were working on one before I died. For arterial and vein grafts. Just like this. But you never
1: had a chance to use it.
3: You do. Me? Would I dare? What have you got to lose? Only your reputation as a surgeon. A risk you take every time you operate. Besides, what's that compared to the life of one patient? I'd have to tell Jay first and let him make the choice. Yes. Only this way Matt. you bring him not only despair, but hope. Do I dare, Father? Do I dare? That's a choice which only you can make.
5: I don't know what to say, Matt. I'm just. just stunned. I don't blame you. But I feel as healthy as a horse. I know.
1: How could a thing like this happen to me? Who knows? A bacterial infection that weakened the walls of the artery at some time? A heavy blow? You played some football, didn't you? Yeah. Or an accident in a car?
5: Hey, that could be it. A kid a couple of months ago tried to run a light in front of me. I had to make a panic stop, and the guy behind me climbed right up my tail, and I took a whack from the steering wheel and knocked all the breath out of me.
1: Maybe that was it. Uh, what? What is an aneurysm exactly? Well, it's a dilation of blood vessel because there's some weakness in the wall of it. Like an inner tube, you know. And if there's a weak spot and the air pressure is strong enough, it pushes out a sort of bubble that gets larger and larger or bursts. But how come I can't feel it? At the moment, it's not pinching any nerves or pressing on any internal organs. If it does, you'll have pain. And if it explodes hemorrhage. You could bleed to death. Or there could be a fatal compression of any of the vital organs near it. Couldn't you operate then? In 25 years, maybe, but uh, not in 1957. Even if we did, it would probably be too late. And if you operate now? I'm pulling no punches, Jay. It's no better than a 50-50 chance. But if there's no operation you haven't any chance at all. When? The sooner the better. I want to check you in tonight and operate tomorrow or the next day at the latest. Does Kim know? Not yet. Don't tell
5: her till after. That's making it pretty tough. No, it isn't. If she knew, she might try to talk me out of it. And that way, I might as well be dead. I couldn't marry her knowing that any minute...
1: Well, I I couldn't marry her. I thought that's the way you'd figure it. Okay, we keep it from Kim till after it's over.
6: (laughs)
4: James? Yes, Dr. Hockness. Did uh, Dr. Bard go up to surgery? I don't think so. He's not scheduled this morning. I believe he's still in his office.
3: That's good. Thank you, nurse. I'll see him there. Good morning, Dr. Harkins. Matt, I've just learned that you plan to
1: operate on Jane Orton. The first moment I can. We're only holding for blood cross-matching now. You can
3: cancel that. There'll be no operation. Why? Matt, I can understand your personal concern, your, what shall I say, quixotic desire, but it makes no sense. And as Chief of Staff, I can't countenance the wild risk that you plan to take. You may be thinking of a human being, and I hope before God I feel the same way, But I have other considerations that bind me as chief of staff. I don't believe this operation is warranted. And if it is, neither you nor I as individuals can sanction it. It's up to the medical board. Unless they agree, there will be no operation. (laughs)
0: are drawn to operate or not a frequent dilemma for any surgeon but complicated by the world of figures the world that establishes the odds for certain types of surgery as immutably as it does for a horse race or the roulette wheel remember the year is 1957 where does surgeon Matthew Bard go from here we'll have to wait for that till I return with act three
4: pass a law when it's time for Christmas shopping you get paid every day so many gifts so little cash I can't wait for payday so I don't thanks master charge I couldn't manage Christmas without that clout
6: when you can
2: in more places than any other card. This time of year, you appreciate that kind of acceptance. Master Charge, use its clout. What a year. One daughter had a baby, the other had twins.
7: Now it's Christmas, and I've got a pregnant shopping list.
1: Ah, but this father, father
7: father-in-law, grandfather, doesn't panic easy. Thanks, Master Charge,
6: for all the clout. When you can Master Charge.
4: need to go volunteer. Call your local Girl Scout Council today.
0: One of the very special problems a doctor or a surgeon faces is that of objectivity. Is any given decision, any action he takes, sheerly guided by the facts of the case, or does some personal attitude creep in, some fear or fancy that is not justified by the evidence? The surgeon is, after all, a man, not a god. And perhaps the thing he has to guard against most zealously is any thought that he has special knowledge. That's why this interview with his superior, Dr. Harkness, the chief of staff, is so fraught with difficulty for Dr. Matthew Bard. I can't agree, Dr.
1: Harkness. You haven't any option. Of course I have. In my opinion, the operation is
3: mandatory. In the opinion of most of the rest of the world, the percentage figures do not support your optimism. Each case is individual. This one certainly is. What does that mean? Matt, your judgment isn't clear on this operation. It simply doesn't hold water. We say the chances are 50-50. That isn't really carried out on any graph. It's a rule of thumb. The truth is that the operation itself hasn't been tried that many times. Perhaps at some future time, but not in 1957. When you go in on something like this, it's a no-man's land today. All right. But at least it's a chance for the patient. An
1: alternative to sitting under a sword of Damocles. Knowing that death is inevitable. Only just not when. Perhaps
3: never. Very few of us know what we live with inside our bodies. But in this case... I do know. The threat, but not the answer to it. There is only one answer. No. Now use your head, Matt. You know who Jay Norton is. If you operate and fail, as most indications say you might, how can I answer to Jay's father? Our whole new research wing, which we must have, depends on his good graces. If his son dies on the operating table, can you imagine that he'll contribute the basic expansion money we need? I'm not interested in politics. I'm interested in a man's life. So am I. Give me mortality figures, a special risk, a new procedure, anything to suggest this operation is justified, and I'll back you. But as it stands, I have to tell you it can't be done. And it won't be done, as long as I'm chief of staff of this hospital. I question your right
1: to stop me. Kim, what are you doing here in the hospital?
4: Waking up to all that's going on around me.
1: Now, honey, whatever it is that you're all steamed up about, why don't you just sit down?
4: I don't want to sit down. I want to know about Jay.
1: All right. What do you want to know about Jay?
4: He has an aneurysm. Aortic, right? Right. And it's fatal. Terminal. Whatever term you want to use.
1: As far as we know. How do you know about all this?
4: Dr. Harkness just called me. He wanted to try to explain. And did he? Not very well. What's to explain? Jay has something inside him which could kill him today, tomorrow, next year.
1: Since it's all out in the open, correction, my all past experience, this year.
4: Oh, no. You want to operate, and Jay goes along with you.
1: I think it's the best chance, Kim.
4: But Dr. Harkness doesn't agree.
1: That's the problem. It is a chancy operation. And I can't honestly tell you that I would have thought of risking it, except... Except what? Except for you. Except for Jay, whom I like. But way beyond that, except for a feeling I have in me that... Someone else helped put there that... It's time to cross a new frontier. That this is something that can be licked.
4: How can you be so sure?
1: Because of where I came from. Because Dad gives me the courage to try and be damned.
4: But if Dr. Harkness won't allow you to operate at Williams...
1: Then I'll find a hospital that will. I want to buy you a future, Kim.
4: But you're not accredited to any other hospitals. Where else do you operate?
1: Then do you agree with me that I should?
4: Oh, yes. Both me and Jay.
1: Good. Then I'll find an operating room to set him free.
4: But if you can't
1: do it in your own hospital, what. Dr. Bard. What? Uh, yes. Y- yeah, yes, of course. Uh, prep him immediately. I'll want whole blood. Uh, has he been cross-typed? Uh, good. And then I'll be right up and make the cut down. Alert OR. We'll operate immediately.
4: What is it, Matt?
1: I said it could happen any time. Well, it has. The aneurysm?
6: It... It blew up?
1: It's ruptured. Now all the questions are answered. There isn't any room for doubt anymore. We have to operate. Dr. Harkness. Hello, Matt.
3: What are you doing in OR skivies? I'm uh, scrubbing up with you. I want to be an observer on this one. Fine. I need all the help I can get. Can you also uh, use an apology? It isn't necessary. Not to you, perhaps it is to me. I was too quick to write off your interest in this case to personal interest. But uh, you think you can bring him through? I don't know.
1: the patient, Jimmy?
4: Stabilized at the moment.
5: What do you have, Schultz? Respiration shallow. BP 120 over 60.
1: Better get this show on the road. Can do. Is he prepped? Ready to open. What are we waiting for? Scalpel. Retractor. Retractor. Get it on the other side, Jimmy. Have it, Doctor. Scalpel. Scalpel. See, here, like steel springs. There. Retractor. Retractor. I'm opening the peritoneum now.
3: How's he doing, Schultz? Marginal. I'm not all that happy. Better move it. I will. There uh, isn't as much blood as I have suspected.
1: The trouble is all in the posterior peritoneum. When I get behind the stomach is when the trouble begins. Suction. Suction. Gently now.
3: As soon as I can see, we... ah, There it is. It's bleeding profusely. Of course. Clamp nurse. What are you doing, man?
1: Cutting off the circulation from the renal artery down.
3: Well, that gives you less than an hour to complete the operation.
1: I'll be lucky if we have that long.
3: There. Now, we'll clamp above and excise artery. Thank you, nurse. Uh, what are you going to replace it with?
1: I made up of prosthesis. We graft the artery to the top of it and the bottom and suture it home. Yes, but will it work? We'll research and common sense says it will. For the rest... Matt. What is it, Schultz? He's throwing premature beats. Uh, is he on whole blood? Yes, doctor. I'll give him all he can take. Scalpel. Scalpel, Doctor. Keep it all coming to me. We've got to work as fast as we can. suction.
4: You have it.
1: We can't keep up with the blood flow. You have to. We'll lose him, Doctor. What is it? He's fibrillating. I can't hold him. We have to close. We can't. I'm not finished
5: yet. I've only begun. If I have to keep him under anesthetic. We'll lose him on the table. The bleeding's getting worse, Doctor. It
1: can't. We have him clamped. The ventricular beats. They're getting stronger. You've got to hold him for me, Schultz. He'll die unless we can complete the graft. His heart is giving out. I told you the operation was impossible. It can't be impossible. If Dad thought
3: it wasn't. Not if I had his help. You only have to ask. Dad? I'm here. Now you've ligated above and below. Take the prosthesis. Now, cut out the damaged part of the artery and link it with the prosthesis.
1: I can't see to make the linkage. What did you say, Doctor? Uh, uh
3: not, Nothing. I... If the suction isn't enough, swab gently. There. Now you can see to make the graph.
1: What did you say, Doctor? I I said a sponge. And hand, hand me the graph.
3: That's it, Matt. It isn't so difficult if you have faith.
6: Why are you here?
3: Because I'm always here, son. I'm part of your heritage, as long as you don't deny me. What I learned, I passed on to you. Just as you'll pass it on to whoever comes after you.
4: Dr. Bard. Huh? The patient. If we don't close, soon we'll lose him.
1: We're not going to lose him, Jimmy. He stopped fibrillating. I have a good beat. Sure we have, Schultz. It's going to be all right. The graft is set Suture oh, Sits home just like it belongs now, Let's get this anchored below How is he, Schultz? Steady We're just about home Thank you, Dad What did you say, Doctor? Oh, nothing, Jimmy Maybe I've uh, got into the habit of talking to myself. But it won't happen again. There won't be any need to.
4: How is he, Matt?
1: He's going to be fine. Good as new. Oh,
4: thank God. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, I wish you really could give thanks where thanks are due.
4: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Well, you'll think I'm crazy, Kim, but... <laughs> I- I've got to tell someone. All during the operation, I... I can't tell you how helpless I was. I hadn't any hope at all for Jay. I was only doing what I felt ought to be done. I-, I-, I don't think I'd have had the courage to go on if it... Hadn't been for Dad. Dad? You know, the evening alone by the fire. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd talk to him. I feel crazy to admit it. I don't know why.
4: You know, sometimes when I'm alone, I have the darndest talks with Mother. All the things we never had a chance to discuss when she was alive.
1: You mean it? Of course. Well... That's what I mean, Kim. When I was operating, and believe me, it seemed a disaster at one point, suddenly, Dad was beside me, calm, relaxed, telling me not to panic, that no matter how bad it looked, we were going to make it a success.
4: While you were in there with Jay, I could hear Mother telling me, there's nothing, either good or bad... But thinking makes it so. Trust your brother. And it's going to be all right.
1: They don't die, do they? Not for me. Our parents are there when we need them.
4: I never thought you could be so sentimental. Oh, but I love you for it. What a marvelous godfather you're going to make.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'll settle for that. I want to have some of my own someday. I'd like to be able to pass on to them what my dad passed on to me. I guess that's what life is all about.
0: What is life all about? you want to argue, question, protest, fight, accept? Go ahead. It's your prerogative. I can't give you any answers. Only one suggestion. For those who believe they have found the answer, leave them be. For most of us who are looking for something, it's marvelous to realize that some people have found it.
3: I'll be back shortly. This year, help someone permanently capture the fond memories of Christmas. Hi, Pat Summerall for True Value Hardware Stores to suggest you give a Panasonic portable cassette recorder for just $34.95. It's the fun, easy way to record all the excitement of Christmas morning around the tree or to capture the voices of relatives and friends. The Panasonic Cassette Recorder features one-touch recording and tone control, has a built-in mic, and runs on house current or with optional batteries for use at home or away. Or give the Panasonic Mr. Thin AM FM Pocket Radio from True Value Hardware Stores. It's just five-eighths of an inch thick. It has a film cone speaker with a rare earth magnet to help provide high-quality sound. And it's just $49.95 at participating True Value Hardware Stores. True value hardware.
7: shopping, you know, if it's something that we eat and we like it, we buy it. Mrs. Lama Locke depends on certain foods for her family. My kids really like the craft Macaroni and Cheese. They really do. I know that it's going to get eaten, that they're going to be happy with what I'm going to give them because they like it. I think it's in the cheese flavor too in itself. It all gets eaten it never goes to waste. It's easy to prepare and it's good. I know that they're going to like
1: it.
2: Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner. You know they're going to like it.
1: Take your contact, take it now Give your
3: cold to contact
0: I'm going to change your mind about nighttime cold medicine You see, of all major medicines, only one works up to 12 hours Against the cloggy virus symptoms that keep you awake Only contact
1: One capsules relief stays with you all
0: through
3: a long night's sleep No matter what cold virus attacks Only contact Take your cold to contact Take only as directed
0: It occurs to me that in the presentation of this story we may have seemed touched by the brush of little Orphan Annie or other characters in imagination who rose to heights of fortune. Pragmatically... I would like to point out that in the generation since this story was told, aortic aneurysms, due to modern techniques, are a routine operation. The mortality rate is something less than 2%. Our cast included Bob Caliban, Gordon Gould, E.B. Juster, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and True Value hardware stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.